0: But what started to happen was that corporate job started pulling me away from my growing family. You know, as my kids yeah. started getting older, you know, my yeah. passion was being around, being around them, coaching their teams as they started getting into like, you know, toddler stage and and a little bit older. I was doing a lot of traveling, and it was starting to pull me pull me a little bit away from that. And that's where I looked at, hey, what was our original, you know, what was our original plan when we opened the business many years ago? It was to have not only financial freedom, but freedom to spend time with my family and be around.
1: Welcome back, three full listeners. I hope you're having a great week this week. I hope your summer's going well so far. We've got another great guest today. Todd Silence is joining us from uh, up in Pennsylvania, north of Philly. Uh, I'll read you a little bit about him and then we'll bring him in. He is a corporate consultant turned business owner turned real estate investor in just under five years. Todd has built a real estate portfolio of over 25 million, 160 units, along with being a limited partner in 450 plus units nationwide. Uh, most recently, Todd is a co-founder, co-founder and managing partner of the real estate investment company Summit Capital. Kind of had a, a twisty, uh, curvy path into real estate, but a really successful one. I uh, thought it seems like you've been successful uh, each step of the way, just kind of doing some different things. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Yeah, Lee, thank you, man. Really uh, appreciate having me here as a guest. Looking forward to some awesome conversation today.
1: Yeah, Todd, we, yeah, we, we started having a great conversation, uh, before we, before we hit record and, uh, decided to finally hit record and, and to start having it on here. But, um, yeah, really interested to get even deeper in your story, Todd. Um, so you were doing the corporate thing. I think, I think you and your wife doing the corporate job, um, it's not like, you know, doing pretty well, uh, but at some point you decided it wasn't enough or it wasn't the right path or you were kind of climbing the wrong ladder, you know, something, something along those lines. Can you take us back to there and, and just kind of what was going on in your head and maybe between you and your wife?
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. You said it there about like climbing that corporate ladder. Probably like a lot of people, you know, I went to college and then came out of college, dove right into a corporate career, and you know, working that for for a handful of years but it was really getting unfulfilled with that and trying to look for something different. And at the time when I was with my, with my now wife, you know, we were looking to plan our future and it was, Hey, we're working in the corporate in our corporate careers, but do we see ourselves 20, 30, 40 years from now still doing this? And especially as we tried to plan our future from, you know, we wanted to start a family one day, we knew it would make, it wasn't going to be, you know, something that we wanted to do long-term and that's when we, we started looking for other options. Now, back then investing in real estate and whether it was multifamily or single family wasn't something that I knew about you know I haven't read I didn't read I see you have rich dad poor dad behind you I didn't read that book yet
1: when um, was this todd what year
0: this would have been mid 2000s about like two, okay. early 2006 or 2008 okay yeah would have would have been that uh, right around that time frame And, but what we did find in something we looked at is, is starting a business. And it was, you know, what did we, what were we passionate about and what would, that we enjoyed doing, but we could also turn into a business that would maybe lead us to the path of financial freedom and lead us from stepping away from our corporate jobs. And that was, we ended up buying an Anytime Fitness franchise. So for those, you know, may not know what Anytime Fitness is, it's a franchise, like a Dunkin' Donuts or a McDonald's franchise out there, but it was a 24-7 gym. And that was where we said, hey, we wanted to build a business to allow us where we can work for ourselves and potentially build some wealth that we could step away from a corporate career and, and start it and start a family. So that's kind of where we went. And you know, being naive early mid 20s, it was, hey, we're going to open this business, be super successful. We're both going to quit our jobs and we're going to just be living the life. And it it wasn't that. It was, it was a grind. It was you're you're starting a business. And we had a grind every day. We still were working corporate jobs, but now we had employees. Now we owned a business that we had to grow from the ground up. And mm-hmm. it took, you know, three plus years before we were successful in that, which then led us to, you know, open another location in that business. And then finally my wife was able to leave her corporate career when we started started a family. And so we kind of achieved mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah. So you you hadn't read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, the the, the second book was the, the Cash Flow Quadrant, which yeah. a lot of people talk about. And but you you understood that part because you you were moving to the correct side of the the quadrant. Uh, whereas you know on, on one side you can be an employee, right? And and that's fine. But you're just trading your time for money, so you yeah. have to go put in the time. Um, and then you can you can be like a, a business owner or, or like I, I guess self employed. That's what the other one is. So yes. you can be self employed. Um, and a lot of people do that. A lot of people get into real estate and they basically are just self-employed where like they own their own properties, they manage their own properties. And it's like, you're still tied to that job. Now, the upside I would say is, is potentially significantly greater because you're the owner now. So compared to working as an employee where you're getting paid a set amount and any of the extra profit, it's going to the people up top. Uh, yeah. When you become self-employed, you're that person. So you you get it. So, you you know, a lot of more upside, but you know, what Robert Kates talking to others others would, would preach is. Don't be say self employed and just be a solopreneur. Be a business owner, um, yeah. because then you're gonna have other people working to make you money. You know, not just your time. Now it's other people's time. And you know, I mean, the wealthiest people in the world are all all business owners. Um, but the wealthiest people in the world, like they were grinding for years. Yeah. I mean, ask you know Zuckerberg and Bezos and those got like you know uh the guys at Google like. They were grinding out. It seems like all of them started in a garage, right? And, yeah. and grinding out for decades um, before they really hit. So you guys experienced a little bit of that, Todd. So I, I think you have the right idea and good for you and your right for seeing that. But it, yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, real estate definitely doesn't happen overnight. No. Building a business definitely doesn't happen overnight. overnight. Um, so that was a little bit of your experience, Todd. Um, you guys grinding it out. You got to a point. So it sounds like though, you did get to a point with those franchises. Did you just own one, maybe two or three? And they started- spitting off a good amount of, of, of profit for you and right that she was able to quit her job. Can you tell us a little bit about just where you were at that point?
0: Yeah. At that, at that point, you know, what you said is, you know, being self-employed, like you still are the business as much as you yes. own that business. But if like you don't go into work that day, right, you're not making money. And you see that maybe in restaurants, small business restaurant yeah. owners yep. or like plumbers and and yep. uh, th- those type those type of jobs, you, you are the business. But we experienced that. And that's where we saw because not only did we have some employees working for us, but I would be, we still were in the early phases, working our corporate careers and then going there afterwards and working working the evening in the gym, doing sales, you know, doing yeah. PT, et cetera, yep. like that. So, that, you know, even though I didn't read those books at the time, it was leading me to going, hey, wait a minute, we need to grow this so we can be, you know, own the business, not be working in the business um, and to get to that point. And once we did, that's when we opened a second location. We really saw the growth in the, in the gym and then from that point when my wife did leave her job and we started we started a family and these businesses were taking off and kind of running on their own we had the people working in there i pivoted and went back into the corporate world or i should say stayed in the corporate world and kind of stepped away from the gym and yeah. started going up that that corporate ladder a little bit towards, Hey, all right, I have these businesses that are doing pretty well. They're providing us some, some freedom there, but I was going to pursue something I was still passionate at. And that was, I was working in the insurance industry. I was doing, um, prefer- performance and learning management, doing consultant work for an insurance company and loved it. I loved the people yeah, i worked yeah. with and real estate again, still wasn't in my kind of, thoughts of, of, Hey, I'm going to invest in real estate. It's going to be, you know, a great investment, turn it into a career. But what started to happen was that corporate job started pulling me away from my growing family, you know, as my kids started getting older, you know, my passion was being around, being around them, coaching their teams as they started getting into like, you know, toddler stage and, and a little bit older. I was doing a lot of traveling and it was starting to pull me, pull me a little bit away from that. And that's where I looked at, Hey, what was our original, you know, what was our original plan when we opened the business many years ago, it was to have not only financial freedom, but freedom to spend time with my family and be around. And now this corporate job was starting to pull me, pull me from that. But one of the great things or I would say that I, I don't want to take away from, from the corporate job, but also you know, in my, in in talking to other business owners that were franchises owners, that's what gave me the introduction to real estate. They started, a lot of these franchise owners, when I would talk to them at conferences that owned multiple Anytime Fitnesses, they owned the real estate that their business was in. They owned a strip Mm. center with other tenants. Mm. They owned apartment buildings or single family homes. I travel and go talk to insurance brokers who, when you'd go meet them or we would do trainings with with them, they owned the building their insurance office was in and had apartments up above it that they would rent out. And and the common theme there was you need to start investing in real estate. So that's where it piqued my interest. And I kind of started taking that right turn into investing in real estate but not as, Hey, let's do this as a business. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be something great. It was let's diversify. Let's generate my like investments, generate some passive income that maybe one day I'll be able to leave my corporate job and, and kind of provide, uh, get me back to a, my original, my original goal to be around for, be around for my family. So that's kind of how yeah. I got started into, into real estate.
1: So when you're talking to these people, Todd, it's really great. And I mean, it just comes like, you know, networking. Networking is so important. Yeah. I mean, you, you can take huge leaps and bounds when you talk to somebody. I mean, they just they give you a cheat code to jump forward oh. a, a few levels, right? And so that's what you're kind of getting here. But what what were they saying about um so it sounded like they weren't selling you this massive dream, like, oh my gosh, Todd, like you think anytime fitness is great, like buy real estate. And it's you know, it's just hey, we end up buying our building. Is it just, hey, why wouldn't we? Like, why wouldn't we have more control? Let's buy that building and then hey, also it's kind of like another stream of income. Like we're paying ourselves and we're paying off our own building. Why wouldn't we do that? It, was that kind of what they were selling you on? You thought, gosh, that makes a lot of sense. We should do that. I mean, just a little bit more of like, what, what were they coaching you on? Why why did they yeah. buy the building? Yeah,
0: that's a great question because that's what, yeah, it wasn't like, hey, here's you, do this because you're going to make a lot of money. From the business side of things, You know, being in it and being a tenant with, with our, with our gym business for many years, I always saw you're paying all this rent. They were triple net leases. Mm. So at the end of the year, you're getting all this cam reconciliation bills. And I'm like, man, I've been paying this. And now, you know, I'm paying their taxes. I'm paying their insurance. I'm paying the main, you know, the, the maintenance maintenance on it. So a lot of these gym owners were saying, look, if you could be the owner buy your building, yeah. your business, yeah. like you mentioned, pays the rent. Plus, you could have other te- potential tenants in there, and if they're you know triple or double net leases, even be- even better for that. So, as being a tenant in a business, that's really why I first started looking at it as well. What if I could just buy the building my business is in? That would be that would be a great idea. Yep. And then, kind of looking, talking to actual you know some other investors around the insurance side of things, they were the investors that were pushing more apartment buildings or you know because. Um, where at the time the territory I was working in was in the Northeast. So I was in New York, I was up in Connecticut. I was in, you know, um, upstate New York and Pennsylvania, et cetera. So a lot of them are in the, in the urban markets, like in Philly and New York, where a lot of like brownstones or small apartment buildings where insurance offices were like ground floor, but they were all residential apartments up above. And yeah. that was where they're like, listen, you can get tenants or a small multifamily it, you know, to start to, um, you know, to, to as investment options as well. So that's kind of where, then I started looking into it and, and you talked about networking. First thing I did um, was let me find the local meetup, real estate meetup. Yep. I went oh, online, yeah. found your bigger pockets, found all that kind of stuff, and just networked like crazy to start le- and just absorbing everything to learn about it. And and then, you know, six months from my decision to really dive into real estate was when I acquired my first rental property.
1: That's awesome. Just as you're talking about, you know, those uh those other guys, you know, franchisee owners, franchise owners, um, talking about, hey, like, why not own your own building? And, and like you say, you know, after years, you're like, gosh, I'm I'm the guy that owns this building. Like he's doing really well. I'm, I'm here hustling. I'm paying him all this rent right now. I'm, I'm paying for all the the utilities and, and and, I mean, triple net lease, like you're even paying to fix the property up and things like that. Yeah. It just kind of makes me think of like, you know, you and I, most people start out as renters. And for a while you go, why am I making this guy or girl, you know, that owns your apartment? Why am I paying yeah. all them? Like I'm helping them pay off their apartment building why wouldn't I go get a house? And you go get a house yeah. and you think like, okay, now I can build my own wealth in the house. And I, I think that's true. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki and some others say, oh, your house is not a asset. I mean, it, it can be if, if yeah. you do it the right way. Um, And then you might think, you know, as, as you and I have, we're like, okay, we didn't like being the renter. Now we own our own home. We're paying off our own home or you and your, but well, what if we go around and now we're the owner and we've got renters, you know, pa- yeah. paying off paying off our mortgage, you know? So like kind of coming full cycle and, and going all the way around. Um, So really cool. So I love that story, Todd. Um, I guess just real quick another question for you. Why did you not think, yeah, like real estate's cool, um, but that's kind of a whole other thing. Like this anytime fitness is doing well, right? I mean, you, you said like you got the, the second building and now it's kind of running itself a little bit to where now you don't even need to spend time on it. Your wife can handle it. Why not just keep growing that business, Todd? Why, why not just say, why don't I just try to own 20 anytime fitnesses?
0: Yeah, well, uh, I, would, I would have probably, but okay. you know, that's, we looked at doing that as a business, but it really came back to, if you want to hedge risk a little bit, instead yeah. of expanding and everything in there, we said, why not diversify and and real estate would be another way. So I kind of looked it. at it as like the the multiple spokes of, of that wheel of, hey, yeah. you might have stocks and bonds, you have a business, now I can have real estate. And at the time still had a, a corporate, a job, like a w a W-2. Right. But at, at that point, then it was once we started going into, into the real estate a little bit more, you know, that's where I realized my focus would be. And I just loved the benefits that came with it. From not only tax benefits, passive income, you know, you had, you know, a tangible asset that can hedge against inflation a little bit there. So there's just so many more benefits that I started as I started investing in real estate. Um, and then once that started growing and really taking off, again, going back to that initial, if you want to say my why of being with the family and, you know, having that time and financial freedom, it was, it was, I got to the point where it was time for me to, to move on from my corporate career. It Needs. I learned a lot from it, you know. Yeah. You know learned you know many many lessons and took a lot away from it but it was time to really just focus now as as I was growing a real estate portfolio and then eventually turned it into an investment company.
1: Neat, neat. So Todd, I'd love to get into just a little bit more of um what you kind of started talking about there, like why you ended up maybe in, in some ways at least really liking real estate better than owning your own yeah. business. And it makes me think back to the cash flow quadrant like it talks about you want to be on this side where you're a business owner or an investor. Mm-hmm. And real estate now you're you're definitely a business owner on the real estate side I would say as well Todd, but you're also an investor. So yes. that is a little bit different. And you sort of mentioned some tax benefits that come with being an investor versus a business owner. Um, again, you want to be on that side. So so you're you're yeah. hit both of those boxes, um, Todd, on the correct side. But yeah, tell us just a little bit about like as you got into real estate, what are some things that maybe you liked even a little bit better? Maybe, maybe some things you didn't like as well. I mean, I, you know, I want to hear both, but um, yeah, just kind of some of the differences between being a business owner with like a franchise, like an anytime fitness versus owning uh an investment property like a like an apartment building.
0: Yeah, there was you know there's similarities on on both and and I enjoyed and we still enjoy enjoy doing both there because from a business standpoint I, I'll say the the what we learned from owning a business from having systems from having the structure yeah. on how you have to operate and building you know building the culture and a team to to run a successful business to have a manager to have you know PT yeah. man have trainers all the staff that goes to it. The organizational skills you need to operate a successful business translated as we started to scale in real estate. So I was able to kind of take that and then scale it in the real estate. Starting and you know I started small. I started. Let me just get some single family homes. You know my personal portfolio. Then and and learn just like I did when we opened our first location is and I kind of took those systems. Took that, applied it to single family homes. Then I turned the single family homes into a triplex, you know, to a six unit, to then a 12 unit, etc., And slowly expanded those, um, you know, those systems there so I could scale. And the biggest thing, you know, the biggest uh, thing that I think parallels is the team, because- as you know, it's hard Mm -hmm. to do, especially in real estate, do it on your own. You need to have a really good team and good partners. And that's what we wanted to cultivate as we started to scale was why let's find partners and the people who we're going to team with, make sure we align in our vision, in our values, you know, have the same, we want to create the same culture. That's what we did on our business. And why we became what we feel successful there is creating the culture, taking care of employees and kind of Having that, well, that's what we did did um, on on the real estate side, and then that just helped helped us grow a lot. And and for For us, that was the the real you know big takeaways. If we're going to do real estate and turn it into a business, you know, we're going to operate it like our fitness business.
1: Yeah. Oh man, yeah, great training ground. I mean, just in anything is. I mean, you can. There's so much carryover from anything. Just you know, building systems, processes, procedures, team, culture, all those things that you mentioned. Uh, It's so good. You you mentioned when you were getting into the anytime fitness. You know, you got one. And it was really hard and you guys are hustling and you're spending a lot of time, but it was when you got the second one, it sounds like you kind of reached some scale that they talk about some economies of scale where now all of a sudden you realize like, actually my wife can handle this on her own because it's not probably there's some carryover between them and maybe enough profit to hire the trainers that you kind of just mentioned. Tell me a little bit, did you experience the same thing on real estate? You know, getting a few single families, probably you just have to do it all yourself. There's not enough there to, to start hiring, you know, a bunch of team members. Um, did you have some of the same growing pains where you're like, gosh, you know, I'm up to 20 units, but like it's still not really enough to get somebody in? And, and was there some points where you're like, okay, finally I've kind of reached this point where I can bring somebody in and okay, now it starts to feel like a business where I've got some employees and I'm not doing everything. Yeah, just a little bit of that growth. Was it kind of similar to the the story you told with Anytime Fitness?
0: For sure, like a hundred percent. Because yeah. like you said, I started off in single family homes and you know just quick funny story the guy i bought through networking that my very first investment property single family home we close on the deal and literally in closing afterwards he's like hey man it's a great property you'll love it you know we're going to it needs a little rehab cuz he was unloading it and i asked him like hey why are you selling he's like oh i'm selling all my single family homes he's like one piece of advice is just scale multifamily if you can get in the multifamily that's way to go and i was like Thanks for telling me now after I just bought this single family home. Yeah, and you know, it, he, it was great advice at the time, but you know, for me, I wasn't at that point yet. I needed yep. to learn and kind of slowly grow. And, sure. and his advice was, hey, if you have a single family home, but you have, as you mentioned, twenty of them, that's twenty different roofs, twenty different properties with twenty yep. different water heaters spread out all over the city. Out, right, right. And, and and the maintenance you're going all over the place. And at the time, if that's not enough for me to really, I mean, I could have third party management. But you know, it's really eaten away at the returns on it. So you're doing a lot of self-manage or quasi you're the general contractor on stuff. Whereas if we get a 20 unit apartment building and then another 20 unit apartment or 35 unit apartment building, now economies of scale, that's not 55 single family homes. It's yeah. two buildings with the same amount of units and economies of scale. i It was easier to manage. It yep. was you know, more efficient in ordering of supplies, building materials, renovation materials. Hey- we are going to renovate, like we're building now the this, this units, the flooring, the kitchens, the baths, all 20 of those units are the same. So I can in in bulk yeah. buy all 20 vanities, get all the flooring, all the paint, et cetera, and get, you know, this big discounts on that. So for sure, economies of scale, as you started to grow from single family to multifamily, just like the business, you were able to systemize things and it just, it made things a lot easier.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So Todd, where do you sit at today? You got a, a nice portfolio that that you're you've grown that now. So now you kind of have the the Anytime Fitness business. Uh sounds like kind of your, your wife heads up and now you head up this real estate business and you've got a nice portfolio and now you're you're raising money, bringing others in, showing them the light and, and jumping into some bigger deals. It's still us a bit about what you're doing today.
0: Yeah, for right now, that's what that's what we're doing. I have a company called Summit Capital with a business partner that I met through a, a great mastermind program there that are just vision, our values aligned and we worked really well together. We, we nice. did two before forming a partnership to um, like JV deals together on some larger apartments just to make sure that we, you know, we worked well together. Right. But uh, right now, what we're trying to do is as I grew in, in the real estate business, I started bringing in, getting people, other business owners, whether it's franchise owners, started like small in my network there, start wanting to invest started seeing what we were doing and saying, Hey, how can I invest? But I still like running my gym business. Like I still, I, you know, I still own a a small restaurant or I still, uh, most of the people were like, I still love my corporate job, but I need to diversify. And that's where we started bringing in investors and then was able, wait a minute, we have an opportunity here to help additional people out. We can bring them in as passive investors in, in deals and, and give them the benefits of real estate, but they can still do what they love. And that's what we do today is we try to educate uh, our investor base out there on the benefits of real estate and then provide them some opportunities to invest, whether it's right. deals that we manage and operate here or if it's deals that we've partnered with with other partners across the country where we have an opportunity to bring our investors in so they can, they can participate in it as well.
1: Yeah, really good stuff. And I'll, I'll make, we'll put all the show notes. I'll see that in a minute, Todd. Um, what I want to ask you, I always like to ask my guest here at the end, it was wrap, but, um, what would you say is a key ingredient for being a successful real estate investor? Um, I'd love, you know, and maybe that ties into, maybe it's the same thing to be a successful business owner, uh, but you kind of, you kind of have a little bit of both, but um, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe one for both, maybe they're the same thing. But when you think about what it takes for someone to have success as a business owner, as a real estate investor, what's maybe that key ingredient?
0: You know, for me, I'll speak more for me. What helped was you know aligned vision with for, for my my part my main partner, is my wife here, and yeah. we always we would always would take time to look at you know project into our future where we wanted to go, make sure we were aligned and on the same path, and then can, being consistent, but also patient. I always knew, you know, it wasn't going to take, it's not going to be the next day. I'm going to be successful. It may take a while, but if I'm just consistent and keep moving towards that goal, staying aligned, eventually you're going to have success. And sometimes you you don't even realize it, right? Like eight years, 10 years go by and you go, wait a minute. We were just a mile, you know, way back there. Now look what we've achieved. And we were just consistently moving forward, but being patient along the way. Um, and then just making sure we're aligned, you know, making sure aligned where we want to go, right. and, and and that helped us be successful.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you just just those tiny little steps. It feel every day it feels like you're not doing much. Maybe week to month, week to <laughs> week, month to month doesn't feel like you're doing much. But I mean, that's adding up. And yeah, years yeah. go by, and you realize how much it is, how, how how much you've amassed. And then there's you know, compounding results off of that, compound interest, compound growth there, the, the exponential growth that you're going to see eventually. So you, you kind of started because I love how you brought your wife into that and she's your, your main partner. That That's awesome. Because um, I always like to ask, what's a key ingredient to making sure that, that while you're growing these successful businesses um, and getting into real estate, you're maintaining your priorities. So, you know, for you, I can tell that that's your family for you. Uh, if you're a man of faith, you know, things like that. Um, what do you, what do you, would you say is a key ingredient or what's something you and your wife are doing to make sure that, you know, I mean, you're a go-getter, you're a hustler, you, you know, you guys have a couple mm-hmm. businesses now. What are you doing to make sure you maintain those priorities? Yeah, we always, we would always
0: make sure that that alignment taking time to connect for her and I, and then look at all the, whether it's, it's our family, it's our personal relationships with, with family members, uh, friends and family, as well as our employees out there. So we would mm-hmm. just make sure we're we're aligned. We're treating everyone, you know, fairly, we're to, we're, we're to make sure, Hey, how are our relationships with all, everybody at the, in the gym business, how's things in real estate, and then how's things in our family with our kids. And, and we want to make sure all that's aligned and then look at, okay, where do we want to go? And we're not, you know, we're not neglecting anybody or kids and just all focused on business. Let's make sure we bring it back to what was our original why. And then as long as, as we're, we're marching down that path, then we keep moving forward every day.
1: Yeah. You guys have a set time week to week. Yeah. Just, is there a flow to that when you guys do a certain check-in?
0: Yeah, it's it, it, it might be corny, but it's it's our morning coffee. Like we yeah. we'll, we'll sit down literally every day, and if we don't get an opportunity in the morning, it's typically at night. You know, now in the summertime, we love sitting outside at night and just mm-hmm. just connecting for the day and making sure, hey, um, you know, where are we? Where's where coming up? And then typically it's about on Sundays before the week starts, we usually go over our week just to make sure, you know, cause she has stuff with the gym business and I have things going on with real estate. And then also we're, we're our family, like what's going on yeah. with, with our great. personal relationships, make sure we're, we're aligned and we know what's going to go, go on for that week.
1: Yeah. You gotta be intentional. It's gotta be at the beginning of the week, right? You got to yeah. plan ahead or your, your week just gets carried away, right? It, it, it owns you instead of you owning it.
0: Yeah. That's a great, yeah. that's a great way. Exactly.
1: Well, Todd, this has been great. We're going to put in the show yeah. notes, um, it looks like summitcap.com and then yeah. uh Todd, you can email you at Todd at summitcap.com. Looks like you know, we'll throw your LinkedIn and your Facebook uh links in there. Those are the best places for people uh, to connect with you, reach out to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're on social media on Facebook or, or uh, Instagram or LinkedIn. There, you can reach out to me. As you said, it's su- it's summitcap.co Actually, Co. Okay,
1: I thought yeah, I figured I saw yeah. that. And I thought we probably just made a mistake on our end, but no, it's actually that's okay.
0: it, it cool. is dot, dot Co. There, so I appreciate it. It's been greatly.
1: Hey, Todd. Before I let you go, I was like to ask my guests um, right here at the end. How might my listeners and I be praying for you in the coming weeks? For for me, it's
0: just being as like I said. I want to be as intentional as as I can with my family mm-hmm. and and my friends.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. That's a great prayer. Well, Todd, thanks, man. This has been really helpful. R- really interesting um, to hear a little bit of different uh, story, a little bit different path, getting cool. the franchise uh, business. and and But just, I mean, all those things you mentioned, Todd, like systems, processes, procedures, people, you know, yeah. culture, it, I, I can imagine it's so important for any business, but it's, it's so important for any business. And as you've gotten into the business of real estate, uh, there's some differences, but those things still reign supreme. Um, so it's really helpful to hear that. Uh, so th- thanks for coming on today and sharing that with us.
0: Yeah, cool. Thank you for having
1: me. Really yeah. love the conversation today. Great. Take care, Don. Thank you for
0: joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.